Mr. Derek Vienhoff. He's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yeah, Deke. You have a lot to catch up on. We haven't spoken to you. Yeah, yeah, no, we haven't talked for a while. Yeah, so there's like some real life catching up to do. That's true, and also even when you talk with your best friends, I found that my friends when they do my podcast, they're like, "Bro, that's like the longest I've talked to you in one time for like <laughs> our whole friendship, right?" Because you don't normally just sit down with your friends and talk for an hour. No. So that's actually one of the coolest things I found about doing this. Uh huh. Is that you get to force your friends to kind of just sit down and talk, but yeah. So there's a lot I want to ask you. Cool. So we just got back from the show at George Strombo's house, which was dope. Mm-hmm. Is that like a typical set for you guys or no, that, shorter than usual? No, that was 40 minutes. Yeah, that's definitely short. Um, but that kind of setting, no. We never do anything like that. That was like that. That was crazy. It was like a house party, but with cameras and lights and stuff. So it was really interesting. Um, we've been trying to do that show for a long time. And um, it just finally worked out for us to do it now. Yeah, and he said, uh, when he was welcoming everybody in, he said he's been trying to get that for a long time, too. He's like, Neil Young, uh, forget the other person said it, and Tribe Called Red. He's like, this is who I was trying to get when I set up. Yeah, George George has actually been, like, a a huge supporter of us, like, from the get-go. And, um, um, yeah, he's just just an amazing dude. Like, I hope that uh, one day we can keep doing more stuff together. He actually had a dope studio set up upstairs um, with some crazy gear and some crazy vinyl. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Like, um, I, I got his number after the show, and then well, I was like, yo, man, I'm going to come raid your... <laughs> your uh, raid studio. Up yeah, there. raid your studio and, like, and check out the vinyl and just see what, what, what all you have there. You know, I'm sure, like, I've been watching this guy since he was since I was a kid. Yeah, You know what me I mean? Too. Like, how much. So it was, like, for him being on the wedge to, like, doing what he's doing now. Yeah. It's it's amazing, and um, I've always trusted his judgment as far as like what he stood for and like the kind of music he would play. So it's awesome to be like on that radar. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, with him, you could always just tell like whether it was the type of music he, he was introducing or, or the, what the way yeah way he spoke about music. You just tell based on a few sentences like what the guy was about, right? Um, yeah, for sure. So, see, even me as a producer, I'm sitting in the crowd. And I'm vibing to the music, but I'm still trying to figure out what you guys are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, I've really only caught wind of the band, of the group recently, and so you entered in 2014 to replace the guy who left, right? Right. So, how would you describe the music before and, and maybe after you joined? Like, what um, did you bring to, skill-wise, or... Or whatever. No, I mean, it, it's, it's just more or less like, um, um, the production changed. So if you listen to like the album before to the album now, there's an obvious change in production. Mm-hmm. But um, before I joined the group, I was in the studio with them working on this project, and I knew that they wanted to like uh, uh, they just wanted to have like another producer's ears on it to like take the music to the next level because you know the last two records, you know, they felt like there was definitely some growth, but they just wanted to be some next level stuff. So when I when I joined the group in 2014, I was um, I was already very familiar with what they wanted, and I was already very familiar with like the goal that we were trying to achieve. To achieve, and um, it was even back then that you know there was even talks of me like joining the group a little bit earlier to make like a four piece, or rather, or just just trying to figure it out like where could we fit you in? Kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, they were really good guys, and um, they I really liked them, and they really liked me, and we saw each other extremely a lot. Like, if how I, did you meet them? How did you get to? Oh man, it's it's small circle. Yeah, you know, you're a native dude making yeah. music, and you know, like it's very very small. Mm-hmm. So, um, me doing music with Sazy and stuff out of St. Catharines, Rick, um, and me doing music with a bunch of people, you know, word of mouth got around that you know this guy from Six Nations was making beats, yeah, and this guy from Six Nations was recording people on the res, and you know, and like 
you know, like even Sazy, Sazy came to my place. He came to my home, you know, and right. like he came to the res to record. They made him that necklace and shit. Huh? They made him that like somebody made him on the res made him the necklace. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, they did. I think didn't yeah, they? Yeah, like the the, the Freddie uh, hand or something. <clears throat> that's right. Someone made him. I don't know if it was our res, but I know oh. someone did. But hmm. um, I don't know if that's because of me, but. <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's because like the native affiliation of what me and Sazy was, but like it, the word definitely got around that this native dude was making beats, and um, um, we met up each other a couple times throughout our careers, and um, it just made like it, we just kind of like, hey man, if you make something new, send it to us, and we'll play it at our at our at our they call them electric piles. They used to have, and they still do actually in Ottawa. So I'd send them beats and stuff, and I don't know if they played any of it. That maybe they did. I don't know, but and they, these guys are are um, DJs by trade. Like that's their yeah. original. Yeah. And it, so it's uh, what are the what are the two members of the name? It's uh, DJ NDN. Yeah. Like Indian, and yeah. then the other guy is Bear. Bear. Yeah. Bear Witness. Yeah. Bear Witness. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. So like we we would just have this relationship where I would like send the music and stuff. But over the years, like I was I was I was I'd be in the same place that they were. And um, we just bump into each other random places like Toronto, uh, Winnipeg. We got in the studio together, um, and then me like South by Southwest. I ended up like doing a beat battle thing out there with oh, yeah. Team Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, you guys and, won, right? Yeah, we won yeah. and everything. But like, I ended up just hanging out with them all the whole entire time I was out there. Cool. And like um, meeting up with like. You know that whole DJ community and that electronic scene, and I've never really explored that that world at all before that, and then until that really that time, and then it was like, this is something I really want to do. I mean, I even before, I kind of understood before, but like I really got to a chance to taste like, and not only was I like getting a taste of the DJ world, but like I was around like legends who like developed or created entire genres in the EDM scene, like Moonbaton. And like stuff like that, so um, meeting Dave Nada, who was like above my this shit's above my head. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a guy named DJ Dave Nada. Okay, um, and he was you know responsible for creating this genre called Mumbaton. Okay, which is what everybody's kind of using right now. You know, like one dance that. Okay. So it's like it's reggaeton, right? Mm -hmm. So what he did was he took a Dutch house record, slowed it down, and like played a slow. Or I don't know, took a Dutch house record and played a slow down version of reggaeton over top of it, and okay. it created like this. And it kind of like created this 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 genre called mumbaton. Okay. So then, yeah, if you go way way back into like you know into like archives and listen to mumbaton again, like hmm. you'll understand that you know this guy like created something out of that. But anyway, so I got to like listen to this, hang out with this guy, okay. and like yeah. and watch him do his thing right up to like Heatwave and like um like Mix Pack and like all these guys who do like dance hall. And stuff like that. The new form of dance, not this new form, but like another version of dance hall. So is this what it comes through in the, like for the set we heard tonight, for example? Like, there's a lot of that uh -huh. beat going on in that music, right? Uh -huh. well, what I get confused by, and maybe this is the, the producer's ear when I'm trying to like an overanalyze what I'm hearing and stuff, but there's so many like vocal samples and like world music and various like. What I'm wondering, like, uh, so you have like verses almost of like like you had the. What's his name? Supercat or whatever the yeah. one like that thing come in from like that old Neptune's track. Right. And like I'm trying to decipher like what is a sample and what is like a vocal track that someone gave you almost because it's almost like you're playing a whole verse sometimes of a thing. Yeah. So like how many layers are going on and what's all being mixed and what's being done live? Like what A lot of it's done live. Um a lot of it is done like any if you hear anything kind of unorthodox, it's probably live. That's right. the thing. Like, it, like it. I like to take things, um, especially like having me and because like Bear and Ian are, are, you know, DJ Indian. Like all these, dudes, they're, they're great DJs. Okay, and I couldn't see what hardware you used because I was too far in the back. So like, yeah, yeah. So basically, they, they're DJs. Yeah. They have DJ setups, and then I'm the one playing machine. Okay. So I'm playing everything kind of live. Like okay. there's not anything locked into sync or nothing locked into tempos or anything like that. It's just kind of like on the fly. <laughs> it's it's but we, yeah, man. Like, it's it's it was kind of like a situation where like oh, I didn't know I became part of tribe and then it was it was a fit that you know that I was this is the only way that I know how to perform would to be either get a keyboard or mm -hmm. to get like an NPC 
this is it. Like I've, I've I've done these things before. I've done live NPC things before. Like um, um, and what's crazy about this is actually in our our, our homie Jamie who passed away. Yeah, rest in peace. Uh, yeah, our he actually was he did the live NPC stuff before I did. Yeah, he's so doing it. Yeah, he was just starting it, and so he was getting in the machine and getting into doing that. And then um, when I about a year later, I started doing it, and then so me and him would like have conversations about it. And we're talking about like the things that we do or, you know, like, and I would ask questions because I was, I'd be like, yo, like, what did you do when you do this? Like, how do you do, how do you do like routines? Like, sure. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We had some really good conversations and we kind of learned off each other a lot of times about like what we we're going to be doing. And then, um, we didn't speak often cause like we're just busy with mm-hmm. lives and I was like, man, I, I was on to something and I, I didn't know like how, like what exactly was going on with me. Like I was, I, going from a producer who's producing in studios you know nine to five or like nine to three in the morning and then you know like having that kind of life to touring um to producing an album that of music that i didn't really um fully understand even like you know like or it's 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 not even like developed like to have like a specific sound like it's it's free for all to like to expand and to grow so like it, it's it was a crazy experience to have and then uh but yeah like me and jamie would talk about like how to like even the concept of like being a live performer mm-hmm. making beats you know like an a-rab a-rab music was like his his main inspiration behind the guy was stuff. insane is he still kicking doing the same shit yeah, yeah man yeah he's still doing stuff he's uh he actually did a whole album with joe budden recently they uh, call it yeah like i guess it's um joe budden uh rage in the machine it's called mm. i haven't took it in yet but like i mean yeah he still does a lot of stuff and he's st- I, th- I think he still does clubs and stuff like that but mm-hmm. he's a beast on it but like to me it's like too it's like i it's it's not even a disrespect or anything like that but uh, I see what he does, but what I'm trying to do is like something completely different. I wanted to be able to party rock. I want to be able to like still like to get a part. I understood like really. He's got the technical skills of it, and you're like, whoa, the guy's so fast. Like, how's he doing it so yeah, fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's not. Where's the vibe? Where's the groove? Where's the? Part? It's it's all about. And with me, it's just it's about taste. Mm-hmm. You know, like he definitely has skills, and like if you want to even say skills on a on an NPC more than I do, oh yeah definitely has way more than that but like for me like it's kind of like i want to i want to be able to take something familiar that people love and have already known and listened to like the war tour a war tour tribe yeah 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 yeah. everyone that came on everyone's like yeah like everyone kind of know yeah yeah so take something like that and then just kind of like rework it and then just like make it unfamiliar and do things on the fly like remixing on the fly is is kind of brings this whole concept and it brings this concept of like we're jamming this is like a this is we're going strictly off vibe and it could change like depending on like if the vibe is cold you know i might just do like a standard routine and just like keep it tight and Mm -hmm. keep it cool but if the vibe is crazy i might switch it up in the middle of something so is it different from each other like all the time it it depends on the vibe but yeah tonight was a special night like Mm -hmm. it was a 40 minute set so we had to like really like show up and there's cameras on us at all Mm -hmm. times so it's not like i can just like hit a couple buttons and then kind of stand back for a couple minutes you know i gotta kind of be engaged right kind of kind of like kind of get right involved as much as possible so yeah yeah and then like yeah everything like i said everything isn't synced or anything so it's like all very live and unpredictable if i if i hit miss a button or a pad you know like then i'm it kind of shows on my end that what's, what's going to happen but it's also really dope because like it shows that this is this is like really happening in front of people yeah you know it doesn't oh, yeah, sound yeah, yeah, it no, doesn't exactly. sound like a robotic kind of or it doesn't sound like it's synced or quantized or anything like yes, that yes it's there's definitely an element of like roughness of roughness around it that kind of like brings it back to reality that oh this is that's so true this and is I, all happening yeah, and right now a lot now. of djs these days not that these days whatever it's just like dj sets you expect there's this expectation of them to be so tight and they often are so tight Mm-hmm. But there's, I think, but where we're describing like the roughness, there's a difference between roughness and like just fucking up. Exactly. Too, right? Yeah. No. 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 Like there's, there's elements of, of our show that um, yeah, it could go either way, and there's still like, like if we're not on cue because we're all on cue most point most times, then we have to figure out something on the fly, mm-hmm. and we get out of those situations 
that we put ourselves in like major like all the time. Mm-hmm. It's something, but you know what? It's also like what a DJ has learned has learned to do. Like if the crowd isn't reacting to a certain song that you're putting on, then it's up to you as the DJ to like get this party going and to rock it. So yeah. as much as like I understood this like very very quickly that you just can't play a bunch of joints that you like. Yeah. As yeah. much as I'd want to. Yeah. As much as I'd want to be a DJ and like be able just to play a bunch of records that I want I want to hear right now and yeah. I want people to listen to. Here's a good record that you need to listen to, right. crowd. Right. And then sometimes like people just don't like it and it just falls like deaf and maybe it's because they haven't heard that record. But as soon as you throw like you know, like I'm not gonna say like country grammar by so I was gonna Nelly. say fifty cent into club. Yeah, but if you okay. throw it, if you throw in something like that, <laughs> like watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you put in like a record like that and then like, you know, you'll get a reaction. Some and I'm usually a positive one. Yeah. So like yeah, like it's it's one of those things that so I understood right away like um I come from like that kind of background and knowledge that um to rock a party you have to do these things, so that's kind of like why, like the, the we we started off the show with Kid Frost, like it's an old school Arasa joint, like okay. like we knew people like and we did we do that in Cali actually that's that song we usually do in Cali, that whole um, beginning of it that whole routine there and um, it, it goes over really well because like there's a huge population of Chicano culture out there that people just go and what is Chicano? Chicano culture yeah what is so, that from like what part of the world is that from uh, California oh okay Mexico yeah I'm oh, kind okay. of life yeah but yeah like that that kind of stuff happens there and like um, you um, just cater to the local kind of kind of vibe in some in, in a way like but you know what like I honestly like I, I had like some I had a connection with that song too because like most tunes and rap songs that I listen to they 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 you know, like, uh, I, I can't relate to someone who, when they drop the N-word. Because I'm not, like, that kind of like... But I can honestly, like, relate to, like, to like the circumstances and things that are going on. But when you have a man that's on the record saying, like, you know, I'm, I'm brown and proud. You know, like, having a record like that is very important. You know, it's, like, a very important thing. Because, like, I couldn't identify myself. I couldn't attach myself to anything in music, really. So when something like that special came along... I would gra- grab onto it and hold onto it. It's so, almost like having, like, you know, Ultimate Warrior and WWF and stuff like that, you know? Okay. He wasn't a native dude, but, like, but I... He, but he, he embodied that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, things like that, like, I would attach myself to. Interesting. That mm-hmm. makes me think about um, just the native music scene in, in Canada. I mean, well, we would say native music scene, I'm sure. I mean, native music, you can probably enlighten me on some of the history of it. Like, mm-hmm. it goes back forever, but... Right. I remember when I was a little kid, seeing something... I can remember the first native hip-hop song I saw on, like, TV. And I know I was at my grandma's house. It's, like, in the 90s. And it was a group of native dudes, like, like nine dudes or something. It was, like, a rap crew. I don't remember what they're called. Maybe you might remember. But it was... It was... There was a... Cha- wasn't there a channel, like, 78 or something? One of the island channels up there that was, like, a OL... Was it OLN? No, not OLN. But there was, like, a native no, network no, no, no. or something. I don't know. It could be APTN. But I'm not too sure. Was, but anyways... I remember seeing something that just kind of shook me out of my reality. Like, oh, it's like a bunch of native Canadian dudes like rapping. Like I'd never yeah. seen that before. And yeah. then I, they probably just fell off the map. Or like I don't remember. Yeah, what did they the ever become? So, Dude, well, if, if I said the name, would you remember? I don't know. Maybe there was a group called War Party. There was like not nine of them, but there was four of them. Okay. They they did pretty. They released a video and they had a video out. I don't know. See, so what is enlighten me on some of the history? Like, is there like big names that like? No, not really. I mean, like it's it's. It's what it is, is that, you know, this native music has been going along for a long time. Some people were very successful. Some people weren't, you know, like some people, it just, it wasn't time, I guess. And with tribe, it's kind of like, it's different. Like tribe is like, even though like we're classified as like a native kind of genre, like it's just, everybody seems to want, well, I likes it. I like it. Like it's, mm-hmm. all cultures kind of like it. Well, and it's a lot of, like I said, it's a lot of world music. You guys have influences from... Yeah. I can't even like what it's almost a shorter list of what you don't right include. right 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 totally um but it's like it's not even like world music I would say I would just say that we kind of just connect with indigenous artists all across the world and indigenous it kind of that that word it kind of um it's whoever is like 
the people of that land. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, when we get to, like, gather with, like, um, indigenous people in Australia, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's, it's, that's where the same kind of people. And, like, right down to, like, Chicano culture and, like, Chicanos, like, in general, or, like, even, like, Mexican, like, like, all of these things and, like, Spanish people, like, this is all, like, we're all the same. We're all indigenous. So, it's, like, it doesn't really matter, like, what we're doing. Now. I mean, like, aside from, like, dance hall and, like, that's kind of... But we still identify with that. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's different. But um, I, there's there's been, like, a ton of Native... Great Native artists that have come out over time. Like, uh, there's been since, this, like, like Buffy St. Marie. She was, like, a big one in the 70s. You'll find her records everywhere. Okay. And she's got a lot of stuff. Like, she's done songs with, like, everybody. Willie Nelson and, like... Johnny Cash okay. and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I got some homework to do on the on the Native American. Yeah, yeah, man. And then there's like Robbie Robertson. Like he did a lot of cool stuff too. I forget what band he was involved in, but he he's in like some some crazy bands and like for what he's been doing and like um it was like the basis from like I feel like from Prince's band, maybe from Shalimar, maybe like his name was Mickey Free. So like like the, but like as far as Native bands go, like we've had like great music that came out and for a long time but like yeah it's um it's been a tough go for us and like as far as like doing that is doing native music in general that's why like when i got into hip-hop that's why i didn't want to do any of that i was like look the only way that i'm gonna you know make it in this thing is if like i i want to be respected i don't want to be in that in that box of being just a native artist i want to be a producer i just want to be a producer that happens i i I didn't want to be a, a native music producer. I wanted to be a music producer who was native, if that makes any sense. Okay. I yeah. want I wanted that to come first, the skill of it yeah, to come of first course, before right. identifying myself with anything. Music doesn't have a face, right? That's right. It transcends everything, man. It transcends culture, race, age. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like and it's and it's like um it's it's just it's it's one of those universal things that you know that all people could feel. But um what ended up happening was is that by working with Sazy, I kinda got off on the strength of beats and kind of it taught me how like that I could that I could do kind of decent without, you know, labeling myself as as a native dude. But mm-hmm. like word got around that I was one, so it was, it was like <laughs> yeah. you know, like Oh yeah, but this dude, he's real sick. Yeah, but he's a native dude. Yeah, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Like and like we're you know, like I tried to be low key with it as much as possible. I didn't really want to push that part of it. But you know what? The more that I kind of like fought against it, the more that um I didn't realize this. But then someone kind of brought it to me. I was like, look, I don't want to make like native music, but they're like, but listen, every beat you make is native music I hate to break it to you but right. you made it so that's what it is and then when he said that I was kind of like you know you're right like I've been doing it my entire life like it's not like it's a it's 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 not something that's that's like that so the sounds of hip hop and everything that I've been doing forever you can just chalk that all up to native music because that's huh. exactly what it is it comes from that it comes Whatever from that, that energy is right? yeah 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 okay. the vibe the vo- where yeah. I grew up my inspirations everything yeah. it's it's all that and it came from me so would you enlighten me a bit on the various native tribes and, and the history of the music and how it might differentiate between the different tribes or is it all come from one place like nah because it's a long fucking history obviously nah right? nah there's tons there's tons. just so many different things man going on. even in Canada like, in Canada there's tons of native tribes there's tons of different too many even, nations yeah, yeah. And, oh man there's hundreds like you know what I mean like it's it's but a, how is there then from an like an outsider's perspective like they, they, oh that's like native chant Tribe, uh, right, tribe right. Chance. Like, how would they? Uh, how would they do that? Or no. how would you compare them? How, well, what well, similarities are there, and what? Well, I'll tell you right now. The, this meme, the main music we sample in tribe is powwow, mm-hmm. and powwow is like a universal thing between all tribes that we've seen to use. Like even me, like I come from my people don't do traditionally do powwow. Mohawk, yeah, I'm a mohawk, and I don't. We don't do that. We have like our own drum. We have our own way of singing, and it's not like that at all. Mm. But we do have a pile on our res because that's that's we've done that forever for, okay for yeah for forever and it seems like we we kind of take that in as like a, a way of communicating or doing more different music like some of our singers who do our music will do pile music as well it's just like it's just one of those universal things that we all kind of connect with and then we've all kind of seemed to adapt to um 
but yeah, no, it's 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 um we use powwow mostly for like you know the same like it it's been that's been the universal um thing that all of us have used, you know, and um yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And if we sample anything else other off of other indigenous peoples, um, we get like the okay from them. It's okay. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We work with them too. Like, we don't, we don't like just, just sample take their shit and just. Yeah. yeah, we don't do that. Like, we we actually in the studio with them and work with them and like get everything right. So when we worked on the track on our, our new album with uh, with Oka, who is an Australian band, like electronic group, um, we got the okay from them to like sample them, and then they like. We did everything like rich straight up, so it was like a really cool fusion of like um, Australian music to, or even not even Australian, but like indigenous music from Australia yeah. with our with our influence and how we've been doing it. So, but a marriage is really good. So it's like so we do that as well. But like, yeah, no, no, the powwow stuff is, seems to be like what everybody um, identifies with, especially if you're if you're native. It's just like mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things you'll hear. And it's, it's it's with you all the time, like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think like the word that uh, I don't know if the word has like a negative connotation, but the, the tribal is the word that's often associated with just native native peoples, right? Right. The tribe thing, and I don't try. Why does tribal have this connotation of like beating drums? Why is I mean, it doesn't even mean, just not even native people, but like any like Vikings or like any yeah, no, no, totally. There's always this this thing of just beating, like it's like war drums, right? Right, 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 right. I don't know. I think it's just representation of us. Like, like they. It's just it's 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 like uh, media stuff. You know, like it's like. Um, all right, I remember seeing a movie that portrayed native people, but the guy who played native person wasn't native at all. He was an Italian dude. Oh yeah. So like you know like for years there's been like this misrepresentation of native people in uh-huh. media forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Um, so like when we and that will go a long way total long way it go, it'll go into like it'll play into stereotypes it'll play into everything yeah. that's why like you'll always see like you know like Adam Sandler put this um, thing on Netflix called The Ridiculous Six I think it was called yeah I never caught it but I yeah, yeah but he like Indian like he has like native people on there and they're like and they're like hi how are you kind of thing like that you know like it's it's still like that 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 stereotype or that way of how that is is still there to this day and you know it still gets used and stuff yeah and even like having like a Cleveland Indians team or having like Atlanta Braves okay, team okay so this is let's like, get into this because I know uh, even if you read online just about Tribe Called Reds on their Wikipedia it's like uh-huh. you guys are like into activism especially the other guys in the group I guess like uh-huh. you know, before you joined they had yep. like different initiatives they were doing it and yeah you know, like, they requested, like, non-Indigenous people to not, like, come with, like, headdresses to the show, like, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And then, well, it's interesting, as a Canadian, the fact that we seem to, as a, as a Canadian, our nationalism, our feeling of nationalism seems to, like, yeah, oh, we embody, like, everything. Like, we, no, we, like, we absorb our, our kind of, like, our past. We, we look at our past. We, we respect our news. But then we got all these uh, issues, right, that, like, Stephen Harper was, like, didn't give a fuck about kind of thing and it was right. like uh, the clean water issues and the, and the, the missing women issues yeah. and like stuff like this that even me as like a guy who feels like he's pretty open minded and like uh, intact with like just into really what's can. going on I still like I know I recognize that I'm ignorant to like Native American or, or Indigenous people's culture and, and even though I'm interested in it and I might have read a bit of shit like right. and, and I'm like I respect all cultures and whatnot, but I'm right. still, it's this, this kind of, uh, what is it? Like a lack of, uh, some ignorance that just some people, you're just right. part of being human that you don't, that you, you kind of neglect certain issues that are going on. And like, yeah. what are the biggest issues right now facing indigenous peoples and, and how can other Canadians get involved in the the most direct way? And like, you know what I'm saying? Like what, what is current day? Okay. Like, come on Trudeau, like get well, this done kind of thing. Like, well, I, I think I think you kind of nailed it on the head. Like you, like you, understand there's some ignorance there. That's half the battle right there. Right, right, right. Just totally. recognizing the Just ignorance. Just recognizing. Like, okay, it. I'm ignorant. All right, now where do we go from there? Yeah. Exactly. Like, and you know what? Like, and I, I found that you know by having conversations and. Um, for people that just want to either by having conversations about certain things and just talking about it like without being like on attack mode you know like because you can you like I could talk to somebody who is ignorant 
who doesn't really understand things and we can have like a conversation and say say something kind of off and I could like attack them I could be like well that is hey, wrong. That's wrong man yeah blah, blah. and then automatically gets defensive and then you know the teeth you know and then like there's then the bumping heads happen you know what I mean and then nothing ever gets done it's that like way politics too it's yeah like yeah that. totally but the, the best thing to do is just have the conversation and just let the idea stew a little bit and if people keep an open mind and uh, understand that you know that they are not right and then no one is right and, and, and people I, I, I like to think that Dude, I like to think the way people kind of think that they they um they, they carry this guilt. They're kind of like you know my ancestors were, were fucked up and they did all this fucked up shit. Oh, it is. That's but it is Europeans, a, dude. I'm Dutch. I mean, yeah. Dutch people like started slavery and right, shit, right, like right, 1700s right. and whatnot. Like, right. we but, got a lot of that Dutch guilt going on, right? But, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but in order to like fix things, yeah, yeah. It's just you got to just not be ignorant to it, like, and just understand that it exists, and then understand that that when we say like. When we say things, it's it's not out of pocket. Like, um, well, Harper, you know, totally dismissed. Like, you know, he basically said missing and murdered Indigenous women was not a, a thing on his priority. Yeah, he literally said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was a fucked up thing to say. Yeah. You know, and then like, and then so like, uh, to to know that this guy is the leader of Canada, and then. And this is where we live. It doesn't really paint a good image to like you know what to expect for other people. But Trudeau is is, is doing you know better. You know he's 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 at least he addressed value, it. right? He addressed it and everything like that. So that's good. But like one of the biggest issues, yeah, if like reconciliation, it's it's just that. Like, um, I think that the best thing that people can do is just call out when things happen. I mean, like. If if so, if something was going on, like say like uh, someone was being ignorant about native issues or racist even, and then you're friends with them, and you just kind of let it slide or let it go, you're just as much as at fault as like that. But if you wanted to make make a change about it, call yeah. them out, yeah. and then be like, "Yo, man, that's actually not right." See, what I wonder is like, is calling people out or whatnot enough to? Fully Dude. address and really change this stuff because it feels like it feels like a lot of today's problems can be solved much quicker than we think. Like totally. it feels like there's these these if everybody just kind of stopped and like stopped kind of in being caught in their thoughts or like their fucking like day to day life and just stopped and like focused on the world at, at whole and just went, what do all my people, my fellow humans, what do they need? Oh, like what can I? throw over here give over there like what can I do out of my life right now to kind of help right and nobody thinks that way it seems no 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 but you know what I think that I think that nowadays especially when it comes to um, the native issues and stuff that we've, that we've been dealing with forever um, there's there's been conversations being had and people are kind of I think people are just done being this 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 are just tired of this way of thinking this old stock way of thinking um, people, people don't want to be assholes anymore. People don't. People want to grow up. People want to just like I think that especially young people, right? especially like the new generation. The, the new generations, fed up. Like they, yeah. they're the ones that have the internet and they can understand. They can like research things. Like I, did, when you were in school, did you learn about residential schools? When I was in school, yeah, in high school no. or anything like that. No, I didn't. They don't teach a shit. They teach right. You. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, the, so, but like, if if you ever like actually got read up on residential schools and what residential schools is it's a pretty horrifying thing that Canada did and it's and it's it's really terrible tell me about it you don't know much about it no okay so basically what they did is they took kids from reserves um from homes young kids and they put them in these boarding schools that were like you know it was run by the church or whatever but um they cut their hair um, they would get beaten. If, what year? What decades are we talking about? Oh man, this was like, and I think I, I can't remember the exact days they started, like, but I will tell you when the last one closed was in '96. Oh, okay. So this is like not that long right, ago, right, right? Right. So like, um, but yeah, they would they would beat them, they would beat them, they would um, um, punish them, not feed them if they spoke their language or talked back. If they ran away, they would get like. This is, this is all throughout Canada. This is all throughout Canada, yeah. And, but you know what? It, it, it's funny because it happened everywhere. 
It's like, just a way of institutionalizing them. It's a like, it's a way of colonizing. Right. It's a, it's a way of like uh, the whole mission of residential schools was to kill the Indian within the Indian, and they want they wanted to make us like everyone else. Right. Assimilate or like assimilate. Yep, through, exactly. Like violence and like well, just 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 through well forcible moving removing kids from their homes to like putting them in these schools and they're not getting out till eighteen. Some of them, so some some were like uh, sexually abused. Some of them were abused just in every shape or every shape and form. And mm-hmm. some kids died. Like they had like graveyards next to these places because kids would die. And whether if they tried to run away and they didn't make it through the elements, they would find them there. You know, like it, it, it was bad. It's it's a really bad thing that that Canada did hmm. back in the day. And I I think that the especially I don't know if it's like a religion thing that the church tried to hide it, but I know that Canada itself tried to remove itself from that because it's it's definitely a part of history that yeah breaks a lot of like human rights yeah, yeah, <laughs> things yeah. you know like it it's just really really bad but canada um now they do these heritage moments they remember those things yeah there's one on residential schools right now it's very super dark oh i didn't know that like the, the heritage moments have new they have new games. ones that oh, okay. th- this one is a new one yeah it's and it's like dark. Yeah. it's super dark but it explains like a little bit with you can in like a minute like how what residential schools was and like it, it ended it ends with a guy named Charlie Winjack who ends up dying at the end like there's no happy ending shit so it's it's really like groomed but it, it's 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 a tough situation it's a tough thing that that happened and like i said like 96 isn't that long ago you know what i mean that's like what that's what's it 20 years ago 20 years ago you know what i mean and then this is like this affected like like so like could you if you can imagine you being six like imagine these kids getting like sexually assaulted and just being abused all their life and then when they're 18 how are they exposed to you know be a human being you know you with like being taught that way so it's like anyways there's just tons of things and like these people are not old too like like some of them are old and then when they did the re- reconciliation a couple of years ago um a lot of like they brought in like the residential school survivors that mm-hmm. they call them now. Mm-hmm. They would go there, and they would talk about the things that they would do that were that happened to them, and it fucked them up. And then, like some of them, even like killed themselves after because it was like a traumatic thing to relive all over again, like opening that whole thing all the way back up again. Like it wasn't, yeah. It, it's 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 a really fucked up situation, but. Um, Recognizing that past, recognizing that past is is has been a step towards like a greater, a great like you know like I think that has a lot to do with uh, like they teach it in class now in like in in universities now and like it's yeah. it's, it's like a class you have to take. See, this makes me think of um, people have made the comparison of like Germany because of the Holocaust. When you go to Germany, they don't hide the Holocaust. Like you can go to the places and, and look and stand right. there and reflect. Germany right. reflects so somberly on their past, whereas in the right. states, for example, which I think Canada maybe falls in the middle of these two countries, but in yeah. the states they like try to like sweep all their shit under the rug. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, man. They in in for like in in uh in the history books just recently they burned the last of them, but the history books would say that you know slaves were workers. You know what I mean? So it's like it's they no, they weren't workers; they were slaves. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like slavery was looked at like a, a a positive thing or something like that back in the day, or at least if not a positive, like a, some sort of necessary utilitarian thing, like exactly that was like useful or whatever. Or just, exactly, oh, like, that's just the way it was or whatever. Right? Exactly, this is and then every yeah, and then like you know like people like I said like and then like people are are kind of are all fed up about it. I guess it's not just Canadian Canadians are like that. Yeah, you're right. It's like a, it's like everyone all over are kind of fed up with the whole fact of this going on and and it's really tough cuz like uh oh man, like what's going on in, in the US right now with Trump and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, like stuff like that. Like you you kind of like, you know, that's a huge step back. Do you think Trump's really racist or is he just an old dumb man and he's actually Nah, man, he's really racist. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's racist. <laughs> you know, it's like I mean, like fall on both sides of that argument. Like some people think, oh, like, oh sure. he just like slips up a lot, but he's not. No, nah, man, no, no. He he's he's a he he's he's a bad man. Like he's 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 a guy that you know, like basically said that. You, Do you know, think Hillary's much better? Um, no, but like 
it, it sucks that there's a there's there's a it's come to this it's come to the point where you have to pick between two yeah, yeah. two people why why can't why can't they just be like look man like uh you know when you get like in Scrabble, you get like a bunch of bad letters, and you're like, "No, I'll skip this turn. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna grab in the bag and get more out, and hopefully, I have a better move." Yeah. I don't understand why they just be like, "Look, it, Hillary's no good, and like Trump's no good. Yeah. We shouldn't have to pick between these two candidates. Let's just reshuffle the deck and then try to pick another leader. Like maybe Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders would've been great, but like you know, maybe he wouldn't have been great. But at least it's it's just it's 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 a it's an interesting concept that your choice you you cho- you have to choose between two people that yeah and that's their system right i, I don't for, i don't remember which country it was it sucks i'll have to look it up again but one, there's one country i was listening to this podcast and explaining just like the structure that they do and it was well, maybe it was one of these scandinavian countries or something but they have like eight presidents or something crazy and they have like so many more parties and each party like elects a president and like there's more of a like collaborative thing. Like every country has different systems, obviously, right? But right. this is the nature of the beast. Like the year we're in right now, the U.S. has got to this point where this is their system, and they got shitty, they got shitty people running for their leadership. I mean, we look at Trudeau in Canada, and we're like, oh, look, this young guy. He's in touch with issues like mm-hmm. uh, young people, and he's in touch with like he's liberal, and he's like very like uh, supportive of all different sorts of people and whatnot. But then you're like. Is he too soft? Is he too? Is he like too like, uh, like how they how Hillary doesn't say Islamic terrorism? Like this kind of like very politically correct. So like so that you're overboard and you're actually not looking at yeah, reality yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know that yeah, kind of yeah. like yeah. oh everything's fine like that. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah yeah yeah. Like, like, no, hmm. like no, I, I just find no one's real enough. You know that's no, politics. Yeah right? yeah that no one's real enough to just say the things that's real. And there's there's almost no place for Putin's it. Putin's real as fuck. Yeah well <laughs> fuck. Yeah. No, but. <laughs> yeah, but like um it's 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 um it's really interesting. Like uh, I, I it's it's not that I don't like Trudeau's um politics, but I understand he has to play the game. Like and that's the thing that we've all yeah, kind of realized. Of we have to realize that there's com- there's comprom- we have to compromise yeah. in poli- in politics. But these are com- these are people who are going to lead the the new world. You know what I mean? Like Trudeau, Trudeau is a is a leader of Canada. Yeah, and Hillary is probably going to be the leader of the U.S. I got a hundred bucks on it, just because with no, my buddy. No, she's got. She, she, she's not. Oh, really? You do really have? I really bucks. do. <laughs> just, just, just because we we made the bet. We we made the bet. Me and my buddy when Bernie and like Jeb was like still around. Like we were just like ah fuck it. He, my buddy's like Trump. I'm like ah Hillary. Hundred bucks shook on it. So I'm, that's why I'm hoping uh, she gets okay. like, That's what it's worth. Like, I don't care about the state of the world. No, 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 And you know what? Like, there's nothing we can do about it, even if we wanted to. It's not like we'd have a say if, like, you know, yo, Trump and Hillary's no good. Like, but yo, stuff like WikiLeaks and all this, like, this is new shit that they're trying to act. All these politicians are, tr- are trying to scramble and be like, oh, no, 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 that's not. Don't don't focus on WikiLeaks. Or, like, we're going to shut the guy's internet off. Or, like, da, 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 this and that. And, they don't realize that that's just this is the tip of the revolution. WikiLeaks yeah. and all these little things, yeah, uh, Snowden and stuff like that. These yeah. guys that are like whistleblowing. Yeah, the establishment, not just of America, but like the if you want to call it the Illuminati or the one percent, whatever you want to call it, like right. this, the structures are shifting. Right, you can feel it. Right, and I think you can hear it in music, like the right, totally. and stuff like that. You hear it. Right, you can feel it. Right, right, things are changing. Yeah, it is totally. a new world. And we like to, you know, what's interesting about time, maybe we'll end on this philosophical kind of thought. I think about time a lot, constantly. Right. And I think about the present moment and just the history and like 2016, we're in, this is where we're at. And you, yeah. you always feel like we're at this, the current moment in time is like encompassed, like this is everything, universe, it's here. We can, right. we can look back on everything, right? Because right. you can only look back. Right. So we're looking back on everything and we're just kind of like, from a plateau, picture a plateau above the world, and you're like, holy shit, the problem over there, problems over there, problems over there. Oh my god, and like, how do we fix all this? But like, you cannot see what's around the corner. Right. There's always something around the corner that we as humans cannot see. Right. And it can be bigger than anything we've ever could imagine. That's yeah. the whole idea of that thing around the corner that you can't see is that you can't even predict it. That's right. how crazy it's going to be. Whether it's right. technology or something like. Just look at the radio, microwave, and then television and internet. Nobody fucking 
could describe to you the internet before. Right. Except for like Arthur C. Clarke. Like he was like, or like these certain guys you could just see like a few decades above every, yeah. past everyone else. Like, oh, I think we're going to be buying movie tickets like on our home computers in 30 years. And you're like, yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah. Like Jim Morrison was like, uh, I think uh, we're going to be having a lot of one guy with one mic and a bunch of tape recorders and stuff. And he like predicted hip hop like in the 70s. Right. There's these guys that had like the insight, but I think between me and you, man, like just the technology that we use to like manipulate sound and all this shit like what is this shit it's like it came out of nowhere and it's only gonna get crazier We're- and you know what it's all been within the last hundred years exactly and it's so the next hundred years no there's no way any of us can predict it's gonna be nuts and it could overhaul all these systems that, that Dude, are, that are like, holding people down shit the, you don't know yeah like like um, I don't know did you hear Elon Musk is like making cool. and Apple making the, the battery what, well, like a what kind of battery? Like a house battery. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been working on that for a while. Yeah, right? yeah. But could you imagine going off the grid? Yeah. Right. Like like oil and power would be no more. Like the old traditional sense of fossil fuels is gone. Yeah, yeah. Slowly like, but surely. No, it's going to. Yeah, it's going, it's to. going to. Like like enough people are just going to be like, like okay, and I think the reason why this is is and it's this is probably the coolest reason of all is that you have these young people who make an app like Snapchat and sell it for like ridiculous amounts of money and then you have an instant player in the game. And what do they want to do with it? I want to make renewable energy. Because they, they have they, that. They have it. Yeah. And, they, 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 and it's like, you know, like they are the smart ones. They are the ones that want to... I mean like uh, Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg said that he wants... He's going to invest... Like sixty percent of his earnings, which is ridiculous because he's always at the top of the Forbes list. Yeah, um, he wants to invest his money into stopping um, disease all around the world. Mm-hmm. That's his mission. To so to like put up front that kind of money. I mean, this is a kid. Like he's a little older now, but when he came up with the idea, when he came up with the it, idea, yeah. it did. It wasn't. It came off an internet site, bro. Like. That's a thing. That's a thing. Like you have these oil guys who are like making like huge ridiculous money off of oil and stuff like that. But then you have like this guy named Zuckerberg who's on the Forbes list and like saying I'm gonna end this or I'm gonna do this. So like Elon Musk is like, look, I wanna let's go to Mars. I want to go to Mars. Let's uh let's make electric cars a real thing. You know, Tesla is like a dope concept, but and they're like, actually like good now and, and they're go far. so yeah. good. And you know what, like. Like, and like, it's, it's not, it's not a game. Like, like this is, this is people with money yeah. who have, who have dreams of like changing the world in a positive light rather than kind of pillaging it from it. Yeah. You know, they want to, they want to start, um, making like solutions to the, all these problems. It's and, new money. It's, and it's, it's new, new money. money. Yeah. yeah. And it's new money. That's, that's exactly what it is. This isn't old. Now, I'm not going to say that. That you know, like Zuckerberg has a lot of money because, like, these oil guys might have probably have more. And some of these Dubai princes don't even tell you how much money. Yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of uncounted like accounts of 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 money out there. There's people that that I was told there's like maybe thirty people who run things like globally, thirty forty people of league of people who just have all the money and all the power. But the thing about Apple and the thing about uh, Elon Musk and Zuckerberg and the guy from Snapchat, like all of these dudes, like you can you can have an idea and you can capitalize on it. It's it's a damn phone app. That's not even that you know they didn't create the iPhone to do it. They actually created like an app for and they it. made Snapchat when we already thought they'd made all the phone apps like, we're like exactly. Instagram oh it's over now right and then they come with new. no it takes pictures what do you mean I already have Instagram no 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 they go away uh. after 7 seconds what why would I want that oh you just trust me you want right. <laughs> right, 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 right. now everybody's on it right yeah yeah so like it's it's awesome to see like these kids these people who are young and like who get this newfound money and then completely turn it against the thing that they they want to because I think the American dream isn't so isn't what it used to be anymore. That's what exactly what it is. I think people are tired of dream. They just want to wake up and they want to fix. So yeah, the dream is all bullshit. It's yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. Want a new thing. We yeah, want, yeah, yeah. It's like, like like people in Snapchat don't just want to buy like a nice house and a bunch of cars and all this shit. I think people just want to be like, and they don't want to invest in like oil or anything. They're like, nah, man. I want to. 
I want to make an electric car or no man I want to make a house battery or that something runs you never thing. even thought of or yeah or like the next level thing so like I'm really super excited like for I'm excited for what technology is going to be bringing but you're right man like we can't see what's what's ahead we like, can't see but, but I think we can agree that it generally gets better based on this technology stuff yeah we have problems in various like wars going on like Syria is a fucking big deal right now right. all that stuff but like there's slowly but surely there's just crimes going down or like think life's getting better for most people around the world but like we're talking about indigenous issues and that and in and, and Syria these issues gotta be there's gotta be focus on these specific yeah. issues but along the way technology I think and this new money that we're talking about is just only gonna make things better yeah I hope so I mean I mean you can only hope so right yeah, that's, a, that's, that's, a thing. that's the thing and you know what I think it's putting in the work and I think that getting uh, I think this is the first time in a long time that we were able we're able to um, connect with each other on a larger scale, it's huge. The internet's hu- it's like, huge. Yeah, like like Twitter, just having Twitter or Facebook, you know, and being able to broadcast something like Periscope or like Facebook Live, you know, something from across the world that you know that maybe you didn't know was going on, but it, all of a sudden it becomes a viral sensation, and then you get it, you get knowledge on and it. And the global consciousness level and, and just gets raised by its like, awareness. Like you were just talking about your your boy Alex Jensen, you know how you met him. You know, he's a really dope dude, but you would never have met him if it wasn't for... No, and we talk about that all the time. On the podcast, we had, he goes, bro, it's a mod of the game. We didn't even make it on the game. It was a mod, like a sub-community of this game. It's so random, but we made such a strong connection, and that's so valuable. That's that's because it's the A-likes, man. Like, it's like we we connect with, with people that, you know, that think the same. So, I think that it's not even about choosing a side, really, but maybe it is. Maybe it's time that, you know, people just kind of just be like, all right, I'm down for this, you know, and then do it. And then once you make it real and you kind of like talk about it and kind of stay active within it. Like just you, a cause, like whatever. Yeah, but a cause. Man, yeah. it could be just like, look, I love Nintendo. So yeah. I'm just going to talk about Nintendo all the time. Or I'm going to build like a giant Nintendo and get the world to like come look yeah, at it. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. And it's just a Nintendo but then, but then you'll meet cartridge. people. you meet people like, yo, I love Nintendo too. And then, like, because you're talking about it a lot, you know, you'll get, like, this huge community of people who just love Nintendo. Or whatever so, the thing Or whatever yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. 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 Like, you know, it, it, it wouldn't, it, it, you know what I mean? So, it's like... Like, dudes who like to have sex with cars. You got the mechnophilia. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, yeah. all right, let's, let's kill it there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's the... Okay, man. What, where do people find uh, what's up with Tribe Called Red? iTunes, the album, everything, man. It's just the Tribe just Called Google Red. It. Fucking Google it. It's Google it. Yeah, it's get on your Googles and like uh, just search it up. We're everywhere now. Seems like cool, man. Thanks, thanks for doing this, bro. Yeah, nice to see, nice to talk with you. All right, peace, people. <laughs> <laughs>